0: it's super important to have uh, more diversity in in who makes the technology and who has input to it and how it's uh, developing. Show the the Scandinavian way of um, press freedom and, and how we do journalism. We need to do a much better job in explaining journalistic processes to the public. get rid of some of the mystique around uh, journalism.
1: Welcome to Oslo Media Ports with Chaitra, and today we have a special guest, a Norwegian journalist with a unique journey, from journalist and editor, digital publishing manager, business developer, co-founder and advisor, director of content services in Dagens Næringsliv, to executive director at the Norwegian Institute of Journalism. Let us welcome Siri Skalmo. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to be here. Could you tell our listeners how you are part of Oslo Media House?
0: Yeah, I've been kind of a lucky guest here at the Media House. Um, I know Magne and he has been inviting me for, for different uh, events and uh, parties. And, uh, and I've also uh, used the locations to bring my own colleagues and, and teams here to you know, do workshops and, uh, and yeah, creative work. Get away from the office.
1: And let us go back to the days of your journalism. Could you tell us your journey digitalizing Dagens Næringsliv?
0: Yeah, it's true that I started uh, working in Dagens Næringsliv when it was a pure print paper. That's a long time ago. Um, and I've had kind of a passion in, in, and a common thread maybe in my work there to digitalize um, both the journalistic processes and, and everything we do. Um, I really like working in the intersection of journalism and technology. Um, So, yeah, I've I've worked as a journalist for a long time. I covered a lot of, you know, tech, telecoms, media, those kind of industries. I studied information science. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, drawn into projects where uh, the newspaper had to to do, like, web design and and new uh, internet products and services. So in that way, I started working a lot also with not only being a journalist, but, but, you know, how do we take the journalism also into the digital space? I worked a lot uh, on the internet uh, part of, of Um And later I also... S- did kind of, you know, when any, any time we needed to do something new, I was involved in that. Uh, whether it was kind of the iPad area where we all thought the iPad would save the media. Um, or it was like payment models and, and paywalls and all that. I worked a lot with that as well in the beginning. Um, yeah, so everything from editorial innovation, business development. The last few years I worked in, in Dagenstein's Nagens I worked a lot with uh, finding growth and how, how we would um, earn new money in, in, the, in the media space. And the last thing I did there was starting a, the content services bureau called DNX, which was also a, a really interesting and, and fun challenge. Uh, so I, I got a lot of uh, commercial experience from that as well.
1: How media has been changing in the times of pandemic? Does it had its effects on ethics of journalism?
0: Well, if anything, I think it has kind of brought people back to journalism in, 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 a, in a good way. I think um, there's more readers than ever. Um, we've kind of have shown the value of journalism in a new way. And I think that's really been really good. And, and also the reporting has at least from what i have seen has been really you know accurate and fact based and impartial and all those things that is important for for journalism um and as well as kind of showing the humanity in in the covid-19 uh, situation so i think yeah it's it's been it's been good i don't know if if there are any like ethical uh, big issues uh, and not that i have kind of on, on top of my head right now at least um and i think it's been really fascinating to see how how quickly also many uh, news outlets were able to to do new type of journalism on all the kind of data related to to uh, covid-19 with some super nice like i remember the flattening the curve piece from new york times i think it was only a few days after Uh, after the lockdown in Norway, at least. And and yeah, it's been really good things from VG here in Norway. and So I've been quite impressed as well.
1: I think just in terms like we had an information overload in the times of pandemic, which was not before. I think that's the only reflection I have. And uh, tell us about your new role as executive director at the Norwegian Institute of Journalism.
0: Yeah, um, I've been there for, I think it's exactly two months uh, today, maybe. Um, Norwegian Institute of Journalism is a knowledge and resource center for journalists and media professionals. Um, we do training, post-education courses, um, competence programs, and advising. Um, and it's been yeah, it's been really nice to to come along. It's a really great team, uh, a lot of smart people, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I really look forward to 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 work with them for um, for the next few years. Um, and my motivation to to for this job in many ways is kind of an extension of of the passion in I had in end as well. Um, I'm really happy if I can. Uh, if anything I do in my job can contribute to taking media and journalism forward, uh, kind of in line also with the, the development of society, um, whether that's in the tech space or if it's COVID-19, how we work after that, or if it's um, uh, any other areas. Um, so I, I I feel really a kind of um, motivation in in this because I believe in in keeping yourself constantly updated and and learning like almost whatever you do whether it's in journalism or any other work kind of keeping uh, keeping up to speed and, and developing um yeah and i think it's it's it might be hard to know also for both journalists and and editorial leaders now what is good um what is good competence to to kind of Choose what what should you do with your learning and and what are the right choices. So I think that's also. Uh, uh, I hope we can supply the media organizations with with help on that.
1: Yeah, and do you have any kind of a new project there or?
0: Uh... Yeah, we have a lot of uh, of new things going on also because because of COVID 19 because we do a lot of physical courses. So uh, and th- this was before I came along. We had to. To kind of stop all the physical courses, of course, when when uh, when things um, shut down. So they've done an amazing job in doing uh, digital courses, uh, webinars, uh, digital trainings. So we're experimenting a lot, and also, of course, there is a, a quite interesting and nice potential when. When we are moving, because Institute of Journalism is now in a city called Fredrikstad, which is um, outside of uh, Oslo, the capital. Uh, but now we're moving to Oslo and moving to Presence House with a lot of other media organizations. So that also, of course, gives some uh, some opportunities. And both in terms of the physical, we are uh, maybe closer to a lot of of media houses, but also because we will have the opportunity to do more streaming and to reach out to all the media houses in, in the whole of Norway digitally. So Presence House,
1: or we call the house of the press, is an old idea to gather the media organizations under one roof, but no one has managed it so far. And could you
0: tell us about
1: your key role uh, in
0: the Presence House? Yeah. Uh, so. Prestenshus is finally uh, going to be reality, um, which is super nice. It's nine media organizations and two, like uh, the the news agency of Norway and the fact-checking organization, faktisk.no, who will have their offices in this house. And also um, our ambition is to open it up for... Uh, for more of the media and also to the public to to show more openness around journalism for the public, so uh, institute of journalism will will be in the first floor and then also have uh, some responsibility to um, to take care of the the common areas of the house and bring in debates and and bring people in and uh, Uh, make it an open and uh, welcoming media house. I really like working in the intersection of journalism and technology. Um, So yeah, I've I've worked as a journalist for a long time. i covered a lot of tech, telecoms, media, those kind of industries. I studied information science.
1: And I read you're a member of the Board of Advisors at ODA. Could you tell us what is ODA and more about Women in Tech Network?
0: Yes, so um, it's called uh, ODA Tech Network. Um, It's a non-profit network for women in tech uh, in the Nordics uh, with over 10,000 members, uh, I think it is now. And um, the vision is that by increasing the number of women in technology, um, which is basically a lot of, of sectors now, um, uh, and, and to have more female leaders and more women business owners, uh, we hope to contribute to, a, to better solutions and a, you know a better future for, for businesses and society. Um, and I think it's really, it's a, for me, it's particularly now where, we, where there's so many solutions that are dependent on technology. It's super important to have uh, more diversity in, in who makes the technology and who has input to it and how it's uh, developing.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for correcting me. That's Uda, <laughs> and more power to the woman. <laughs> so just being international in Oslo, I would like to know, are there any programs offered to the internationals in the Norwegian Institute of Journalism?
0: Yeah, good question. We have traditionally travelled a lot to to different countries to teach uh, locally. Uh, also, we have been um, inviting people to come to Norway. So, so definitely, and I think also with the with the house of press, we will of course open that house up also for internationals and. and and um i think it's also a huge uh, potential in we can show that the scandinavian way of um press freedom and and how we do journalism we can also show that by digital channels um and some of the partners also in, in house of press like scoop and and, and Factisk and the others have a huge international network in, in critical journalism and all that. So, I think uh, hopefully we will also uh, have a good uh, relation to uh, not only Norwegian uh, media.
1: Yeah, but for more, welcoming for more internationals too. Yeah. And uh, talking about presence house, how many persons will be working there, and when will it
0: open? It's uh, those 11 organizations. I think in total we have uh, around 240 employees, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, it is uh, located in the middle of Oslo, like really close to the central station, uh, super central. So we hope to, and then our ambition is, is that this will be... Um, Kind of a hotspot or a place you can come, if you're in Oslo or if you live here or work here or traveling through, uh, that you can come to the to the House of Press and sit down and work or go to a um, debate scene or uh, attend some of the courses or just you know meet other media professionals. And also, uh, I mean, it would be fantastic if also you can meet any, you know, uh, people from the street that just pops in for a coffee or, or a lunch. So um, it will be an open house for, for everyone in the middle of Oslo.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just like being just a little curious. So I would like to know what role presence whos will play in Oslo.
0: Yeah, it, it has been in the planning for a long time. Uh, it will open spring 2021 uh, if everything goes as, uh, as planned. Um, and it's it's a big uh old um business building uh in the middle of oslo and um it's been totally refurbished so it's a it's a huge like building uh, site right now uh, and of course this has been challenging to plan and work with also during corona mm-hmm. um so uh, it's a lot of you know good and really interesting work to to see how how are we gonna do the opening in in just a few months when we haven't even seen each other for uh, for many many months um so we hope of course the ro- role it would it will play in oslo um, we want to host debates uh, discuss journalism freedom of speech uh, media politics innovation and and we think that is more important uh, than ever um, we are in a time where trust in the media is challenged and everyone can be their own publicists and, and fake news and polarisation is all around us. Um, so I think we need, a, we need to do a much better job in explaining journalistic processes to the public. Mm-hmm. So um, we hope that this house can make journalism more open and more transparent and, um, like, could we do... Uh, debates when something breaks in the media. Could we do really, you know, open debates about the ethical choices done in that story and and uh, in that kind of um, media complex? Uh, if we can do that from day to day, I think it would also build more trust in in the media and in journalism.
1: Yes, I think we need to get the trust back. <laughs>
0: Definitely, yeah, and get rid of some of the mystique around uh, journalism. Uh, so that's also a challenge to, uh, to all the editors out there to be more open. It sounds like a
1: really big project. And uh, what kind of competence is needed and what are the,
0: where are the challenges? I think the challenges is to, um, if you mean like how are we going to make this house work as an as a open media house. Um, the challenge I think would be to be open enough, to be interesting enough and to be relevant. Relevant. Um, so maybe it means kind of less long-term planning, both in terms of from, from the Institute of Journalism perspective, where we, where we, we are used to planning courses uh, for long periods of time and, and kind of a long-term planning. Uh, while I think now we need to be even more relevant um, to our participants and, and audiences... Um, And that's also a good thing about the the House of Press that then we can invite people in uh, and get the ideas and get the discussions on uh, what do you need to learn now or what do we need to discuss or uh, how can we uh, offer really good things in, in the House of Press. So before
1: we end this podcast, would you like to share a memory connected to Oslo Media House?
0: Yeah, um, I remember uh, Mangen calling me one day, and, and he says, "Siri, you have to come here to the to the new Oslo Media House." I don't remember which year this was, but I think it was quite new. And he said, "We have uh, we have Kåre chair here. You have to come and sit in it and, and, see, and see it." <laughs> uh, and Kåre was was he was a, a huge media personality in Norway, and he was uh, the editor in chief when I started working in Dag So. Uh, so that was an invitation I, of course, for, of course couldn't refuse. So um, I, I uh, came to the Oslo Media House and uh, had some beers, and uh, we talked about good old days and, and new times and everything. So, yeah, it's a good memory.
1: <laughs> thank you for sharing that, and thank you for joining us today here. Yes, and this is Chase signing off.